You're listening to Open Mic, a production of Wolf Bites Radio, giving you the inside scoop on your favorite artists. And then two years ago, we both decided to just go for music professionally on a full-time basis. We both do what we're best at. Like, I'm more of a performer, I'm a DJ, and Ralph is, uh, is a studio guy. I wrote a demo, uh, just a piano demo, like there was nothing done, just a little piano riff, sent it to her, and she came back, she's like, oh shit, like, this is really cool. And I realized that I was really into making music at that point, I was already DJing a little bit in my uh, hometown in a local bar. With your favorite Wolf Bites DJs, now to your host, Logan Sims. Hello and welcome back to Open Mic on Wolf Bites Radio, home of NC State's best music. It is Logan Sims back here again with you, your host. And today I'm joined by Brandon Boucher again. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it. Glad to have you back since our last interview with Sean Frank up in D.C. So uh, it's been a while, but happy to be back. And today we have a very special guest joining us in Elefante. That is Tim Wu, who's originally from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Went to Harvard University where he studied... Uh, economics. So, uh, Tim Alafonte, thank you so much for joining us today here on Open Mic. What's up, Logan? Thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. Uh, you learned to play music from an early age and knew how to play the guitar, classical piano, but you ended up going to Harvard and studying economics. So, can you just tell us what that was like early years growing up and, you know, where you've ended up here today? For sure, man. Um, yeah, I, I started playing music because my mom made me take piano lessons when I was like five or six, and I was like kicking and screaming about it. But she's like, you know what, Tim, you just finish the year, and then if you don't like it, so you can quit. And then, uh, like, as moms know, I did it for a year, and I started to like have fun with it. And then, so I was doing that all, all as I was growing up, and then I was um i i learned picked up guitar and started like learning covers and doing the whole thing and then um yeah i started writing my own songs and was like dragging my friends out to uh to open mics and i wanted to be john mayer so like i, I was doing everything everything that i thought would make me more like him and then life uh was like hey you're uh probably not that good and so uh, I was fortunate enough to get into Harvard, and uh, it's kind of those things where I, I didn't really know, like, what to expect. I had lived in Ann Arbor my whole life, and I just, you know, moved out there, and it was, uh, went to college there, and uh, it, was an, it, was a, it was an interesting experience. It was good in a lot of ways, and it was pretty terrible in a lot of others, but throughout it, I was just kind of doing my own music thing for a while. I was running the studio, the student studio, and interning at a recording studio in Boston, and yeah, just doing a lot of music stuff on the side. So when was it that you finally felt, oh, I can do this as my full-time gig, and just really saw everything take off? What was that kind of tipping point that pushed you into music fully? It's funny you ask, because it was a long time later that I was able to quit my job, but... If you told me now how far I'd have to go, if you told me then how far I'd have to go uh, before I quote unquote made it, I would have never, I'd be like, there's no shot. Um, so I quit my job in 2013 and was, 
was like, all right, yeah, man, I'll, I'm like a couple months away from being a Vici and you know, <laughs> it's, it's going to be easy. And obviously that didn't happen. And uh, it took a long, it, I didn't make any money or do anything really for almost two years. Um, but during that time, I was working full time on my music and just grinding away. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny because looking back, it's like you feel so confident about it. Uh, or at the time, you feel so confident about it. But looking back, you're like, wow, that you're, you're a moron. <laughs> and you got really lucky. So. You, uh, you mentioned that you wanted to be John Mayer, and you even came out uh, into music first as an acoustic singer-songwriter. But you ultimately made the transition to electronic. And uh, can you just talk about what that transition was like? Yeah, it was honestly, it started off just for fun. It was kind of just like an outlet and like a different sort of experimenting thing. Um, I dance was starting to get popular in the US, and I had, I think I heard it was like Skrillex was the first one. It was like my like head exploded. I was like, how is this, how is this even possible? Um, like, what are these noises? A, and like, why does it work musically? So I downloaded Ableton and was just messing around with it and kind of just doing stuff for fun. And then one thing led to another. It was just, uh, it, it kind of took over and I fell in love with it. You mentioned Skrillex. Have you seen the new Deadpool movie? Uh, Deadpool 2, two I have not. Okay. But I did see the first I loved it. So I won't spoil it, but you need to see it. It's pretty awesome. I, there's a reference to Skrillex in there, so I was going to ask about that. Oh, I, I have heard that joke. It's like he's like from the future, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. So. so, moving back to kind of your transition into music, um, so your Elefante, we've mm -hmm. we've told a lot of people it's a reference to the elephant in the room. Can you expand more upon that? Yeah, I think it's it's a reference to this idea that like there's something inside you that is is different and you don't really know how to address it but then you, you sometimes you try to just ignore it and for me that was making music and I was very fortunate to have a job and have the job that I did but deep down it was like this is not this is not right for me and you try to ignore it for so long and you um but eventually it's like it, it catches it catches up to you and so for me, it was about just sort of embracing that that elephant in the room of your life, which was like, you know, I wanted to make music and just leaning into it and just kind of embracing it and becoming becoming the elephant in the room. And so it was about quitting, uh, you know, fully embracing quitting my job and you know becoming it and actually actually accepting it and embracing it instead of trying to ignore it or hide it. Okay, we're gonna look a little bit more at. Uh not your personal life so much so, but just what what is you don't who is, hear about that. <laughs> who, who is Elefante behind the scenes? Well, we'll look first um, at uh, Twitter. You you posted a video just a few days ago uh, about celebrating with Cavaliers Nation. Can we assume that you're a Cavs fan? Um, I am somewhat team agnostic. Um, I grew up a Pistons fan, but then I moved away, and so I. Uh, I haven't been able to really watch the games out in LA, so I've sort of faded that, uh, faded away from that. But um, it was, I was in Cleveland for Game Seven, and it, it, the energy was like infectious, right? It was, mm -hmm. it, I've never really experienced something like that where the entire city was just like bumping. 
and you know it was, it was such a great energy and um you know it was uh, just fun to embrace that and go along for the ride so then what are some of your interests outside of music um i'm really into michigan football uh i've been playing a lot of pickup basketball um that's like my thing now just to you know because i travel so much it's hard to stay active and be healthy so been doing a lot of that um been playing a lot of board games which is the nerdiest thing ever but it's it's funny because you know i when you're on tour you're out at all these clubs and not partying until late and when i get back to la honestly it's like all i want to do is like have a couple beers with my buddies and like yell at each other over board games so that's fantastic you know that's sort of my that's my release that's my time away from my job so what position do you play in basketball you more of a passer shooter center uh, i'm like pretty bad at everything so uh like bad like awesome bad or like bad bad no it's it's fun i mean i'm uh i i probably play more of a point uh point guard because i'm like not that tall and i'm absolutely horrible at rebounding um and i'm you know i i'm the i'm, I'm the first to admit i am not a hero on the bat on the, on the court <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna be throwing bows or fighting people for rebounds it's like oh man I'm, I'm i'm gonna stay outside of the paint and chill so it's like i'd like to do so looking back yeah. at, looking back at twitter you i think it was just last night you were posting about you know calling fans who pre-ordered your music what is it like to yeah. really get that chance to interact with your fans i mean that's really a unique you know thing for the artist to reach out to the fans and appreciation yeah man it's really cool it's um in, in this day and age, buying music is, you know, because there's so much free stuff out there, it's it means a lot to me. And so it, it's cool to connect with fans and sort of see how it impacts them. And um, as a producer, you spend so much of your life sitting in front of a computer by yourself that sometimes you can lose track of what it is or what it's how other people see it. So to, to be able to talk with people and just, you know, express my gratitude, it's uh, it's a really cool thing. And um yeah, it's, uh, it's been fun. Awesome. We're going to take a, a look at some of the current music and what you have going on right now with your music. The In-Between uh, that you've released featuring Anjali. Can you just tell us a little bit about that track and about what it was like working with her? So the idea for the song started uh, on the road, actually, and it's this, it was about this feeling that I was having where it's, you know, you're, you're kind of stuck in between. I felt like I was stuck in between two worlds, where on the one hand, you know, I'm, I'm so lucky to go, go out and play these shows and play my music, and then you get back to the hotel room and you're by yourself, and it's like tremendously lonely. and you know, you got to get up in three hours and go to the airport and go to the next one. So it's, it, it was this, it's about this sort of being, feeling two ways about the same thing. And so it turned, it was like, I just started writing some ideas down and then we got, I got together with Anjali uh, back in LA and we started writing out and it, it, it turned into this, 
it turned into like this story about you know a relationship with someone or something where you you feel like you're you're ready to move on but then you know that deep down you're you could you you could also come running back and so it was um it was a really cool uh like really fun session with her just writing it out and then um I thought it was uh, I thought it was something really special and I didn't I didn't have any of the production done it was just like sort of this like vague like piano and guitar song and then worked on the production for a little and then had her come back and we recorded the vocals in my studio and um ended up being something I was like this is uh this is something really special so yeah what's what's the what's the difference between doing a song solo and then collaborating like you did with Angelie uh it's that's something that i've had to learn and get better at um as i've gone on with my career it's you i'm kind of a psycho and a control freak so it's i'm i for a long time i wasn't a very good collaborator but i think now it's more about picking and choosing your spots and knowing what you're going to take a stand on and what you're you know, kind of allowing yourself to get out of your normal comfort zone with what your collaborator's doing. And then it, it's just this push and pull and not in like a combative way, but it's just you, you kind of like, all right, you like, we'll run with your idea for this part. And then like, no, 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 but I think like, I think we should go back to my idea on this one. And then you kind of just work through it. And then you end up with something that's better than what either of you could have come up with individually. Mm -hmm. We're looking at... um a pretty big deal that you have on twitter with your uh new release coming up june 15th glass mansion it's your latest album now can you just tell us a little bit about that project and where to buy it yeah it's uh it's nine songs it's uh i'm i think it's the proudest i've ever been of a body of work that i've ever done um it's coming out uh, everywhere itunes spotify you can grab your pre-orders now and yeah it's just um <clears throat> It's the first. It's the first EP I think that I've done that has sort of a overall kind of narrative. Um, it's just this idea about the, uh, the this glass mansion that I uh, sort of came up with. It, it was inspired by I live in LA, like looking out at the hills at night and just like seeing these like huge, beautiful mansions out on like twinkling down and being like, man, like I want like how do I get one of those? Like, 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 I want that. And then, so it's like, you, you end up where it's like this imaginary place in your head that you're trying to build and like the, the goals that you have. And, um, you know, you're, you're, you're building it room by room, whether it's your career, your, your art, like making money, like a relationship, whatever. It's like this like perfect ideal of what you want. And, like knowing that you, and then you're, you're constantly trying to build it. And then, but then you realize that a lot of people who have that, the people in the mansions or people who have what you think you want, they're not really happy either. Mm -hmm. You know? And I think, you know, with the sad news about Avicii is like a great example. And that really brought some things, you know, brought uh, like a lot of ideas that, you know, this, this is the thing that I'm working towards and this is my dream, but you know, you might get it and it, that's not the answer to your, your problems or what, like, that's not going to fix everything. So it's about just, it's about that story of trying to 
build towards this thing that you love and that you think will make everything better and then kind of coming to terms with, well, maybe not, it's, that's not the answer and it, it's more about the journey there than it is about actually having this mansion. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song on this uh, this new album? Uh, I do not. It is very hard. I, I listen to all of them equally, which is zero. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it, it's still a little close because I you spend so much time with them and you you start to lose the sort of forest or the trees because now I'm like, oh man, maybe I could have made that kick a little bit better. Or, oh man, maybe I should have done this instead. And so it takes a while for me to, you know, sort of get some distance and be able to listen to it as a, as a song by itself and sort of appreciate them for what they are as like a whole. So I gotcha. Well, Tim, that is all we have for you for today. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you, Elefante, for taking time out of your busy day to meet with us. Of course, man. Thanks for calling. Absolutely. And, Brandon, thank you for joining me on this edition. Thank you very much, Elefante. Absolutely. Hey, well, we will catch you all next time here on Open Mic and Wolf Bites Radio, home of NC State's best music. This is Logan Sim signing off. See you next time.